Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them, it's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode 31, When Should You Call It Quits and Cut Your Losses? Now, for those of you who are wondering, this is not me trying to say that I want to end this podcast because I plan on having at least 100 episodes. But at the same time, I was planning on having a finite number of episodes and not have this just go on and on and on because I don't want to bury good information and thousands of episodes, even though I have nothing but admiration for those podcasts that have gone on for thousands of episodes. So this podcast is not going to end anytime soon unless something happens to me, but At this moment, something else has my attention. That's something I will talk about, but right now I kind of have to keep it secret. And I decided I refuse to let another week go by without me uploading an episode. So this week, the week of March the 12th, 2018, we're back from spring break. And now that we're back from the break, I started one of my classes off by talking about logical fallacies, you know, argument at Hahnemann, you know, circular reasoning, straw man argument, you know, there are a lot of them, but I only focused on 16 and out of those 16, one in particular I want to talk about today, and that's called the sunk cost fallacy. And it goes a little something like this. I went to the movies with a colleague of mine. We actually went to the wrong theater and we're sitting there and we're, and I'm thinking, this doesn't look right. I'm pretty sure this is not the movie we wanted to see. And then the opening credits started rolling and I'm thinking, this is definitely not the movie we wanted to see. And so within the first 10 seconds of the movie, we kind of looked at each other and realized we're in the wrong theater. So my suggestion was either to get up, go get a refund, and then at some point go to the right theater or just wait for the next showing of the show that we really wanted to see. And so my colleague said, no, why don't we just sit here? We're here now. We've already paid for our popcorn. We've already paid for our concessions, like $20 worth of food, which was more than the ticket itself. Why don't we just sit here and enjoy the movie, which we didn't enjoy. We both hated that movie. But the question was, if this was the wrong theater, why would we sit there and watch it? Why not just get up and go? It seems logical, right? But that's what the sunk cost fallacy is. Because you put time, effort, and resources into something, you rationalize it by saying, since we've done this, we might as well continue. Here's another example. There is an author slash entrepreneur slash modern thinker called Timothy Ferris. And I love his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And in that book, he talks about a situation where he was trying to make some cheesecake. And he said, normally the batter would have set at some point, but it never did. It had the consistency of soup rather than just throw the thing away and just start over or just try again another day. He actually sat down with a ladle and started eating the stuff. And he said, not too long after that, he was so sick. He couldn't eat solid food for the next two days. And he couldn't even look at cheesecake for the longest time. And then he goes on to say, what cheesecake are you eating? And he said, I knew I shouldn't have eaten it, but I did because I thought, well, I put that time and effort to it and I might as well. And and you see how the sunk cost fallacy works. Using another example, something that's more on a grander scale, I see this with doctors, with medical doctors. 
I know some physicians who are happy with what they're doing, but they're not in the system per se. They've actually gone off and done their own thing and they're entrepreneurs. Those guys and gals are some of the happiest physicians I've ever seen. I don't have any statistics here, but if I had to guess, I would say probably 90% of physicians are not happy with where they are. Again, I'm just guessing. And if you ask them, if you had it to do all over again, would you go back to medical school and be a doctor? And many of the physicians I meet say, no, I would never do that again. And I say, well, why not change careers now? And they say, I can't because I've put too much time and money and effort into it. And I don't know those who hate their jobs. I don't know if that's how they rationalize that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case more often than not. Here's an article. It's uh, from a website called you'renotsmart.com, and it was written by a guy named David Moraney. This article was published in 2011. He's talking about Farmville. And of course, Farmville is not nowhere near as popular as it was, say, like eight or nine years ago. Okay, he says, quote, Farmville players are mired in a pit of sunk costs. They can never get back the time or the money they've spent, but they keep going to avoid feeling the pain of loss and the ugly sensation waste creates. You may not play Farmville, but there is probably something similar in your life. It could be a degree you want to change or a career you want to escape or a relationship you know is rotten. You don't return to it over and over again to create good experiences and pleasant memories, but to hold back the negative emotions you expect to feel if you accept the loss of time, effort, money, or whatever else you have invested, end quote. That pretty much sums up this concept of sunk cost as it relates to a grander scale. Not just me watching a movie that I just can't stand. I, I want to leave. That was just a waste of two and a half hours of my life. Not just Timothy Ferris making a cheesecake or playing Farmville. This is something that we do constantly in our lives. And we justify it again. I, I've put the time in and I put the resources in. I can't back down now. I don't regret a lot of things in life, but if I had to list them, and say maybe the top five or the top three, coming in at number two, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I've talked a fair bit about my doctoral program. And if there's anything I regret is that I should have quit earlier. I should have left. But see, again, I was operating under sunk costs. And for those of you who've been following this podcast, I talk about, you know, the weight gain, the, the blood sugar issues, the blood pressure issues that came because I wanted to stay because I kept justifying that I put all that time, money, and effort into it. Guess what? I wasn't going to get that back. Now, it kind of worked out in the long run, but at the same time, it cost me my health. I was talking to a colleague and I said, you know, losing weight is a full-time job, especially as you get older. At the time of this podcast, I'll be 40 in April. So today is uh, March the 13th and in about 30 days, I will be 40 years old. With every passing year, it's not getting easier for me to lose weight. It's, it's, and, and of course, a lot of it's the insulin resistance. So I was listening to a podcast host and she was saying that she was in a doctoral program and she said she got out early. She said, no, this is not for me. And you know what? I admire that. I admire people who can admit that despite the amount of time they put into something that they can stop. Now you can say, well, uh, Dr. Shayla, it worked out for you. Yeah, it did. But like I said, at the cost of my health. So I paid a price. I paid a heavy price for this. So now getting to you, my dear listener, if you are on that dead end trajectory, you're doing something that is probably not for your benefit. It's probably causing more harm than good. But again, you stay on that path because you rationalize sunk costs. So we get to the question. 
when is it time to call it quits and cut your losses? Now, this is one of those things I do that people might hate is I cannot give a direct answer because it really depends on your situation. But let me answer that question with three questions. And then based on that, you get a better idea or a better sense of where you are. And then you make your decisions accordingly. Number one, what am I holding on to that I might need to let go? Is there something that you've been considering like a dead end job? Then the next question is, what am I afraid of? If you are on this path, what are you so afraid of if you leave? Now, some people might find themselves in a situation that they just can't get up and leave. Like I said, if, if you're the breadwinner in your house, maybe it's not the smartest idea just to cut ties with the job and just leave. That's understandable. So here's the next question. What is the worst that could happen if I cut my losses? So again, going back to the dead end job analogy, in that situation, okay, you may not be in the best position just to get up and leave. I've known people who've done that. They got up and left with no plan and it worked out for them. But caveat endure, these people are resourceful and they're persistent. They don't really take no for an answer. They say, okay, they can fall down and land on their feet. Not everybody can do that. And while you're at the job, bide your time. Think about what valuable transferable skill can you learn that will either get you another job or allow you to work for yourself. Either way, the future is uncertain. And sometimes making these changes can be unsettling. And that's understandable. If I had just stopped my program, left when I should have and gone back home, who knows, who knows how that would have turned out? Well, I don't really think too hard about it because regardless, I'm here now. I remember someone telling me what would have happened if your mother said, I don't want any more kids before she had you. And I said, it doesn't matter what she would have thought or said, I'm here. <laughs> Who cares? The hows and whys don't matter. I'm here right now. So I try not to go back to those what if scenarios. Oh my gosh, my life, my life, my life. Because who knows? It's, it's over and done with. I'm here. It doesn't matter. All I can do is deal with what I have now and move on. Okay. So to recap this, what are you holding on to that you might need to let go of? Number two, what are you afraid of? Number three, what is the worst that could happen if you cut your losses? I can't guarantee success one way or another. And could your situation change? It could. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. This future is uncertain. All you can do is deal with what you have now. And some people might not be able to leave their situation again because of responsibilities. Understandable. This is not a one size fits all solution. It's just some questions to get you thinking. If you are on a path that is draining you of resources, that's draining you of your health, that's draining you of time, those things you can't get back. You can probably reclaim your health. You may be able to get back to where you were. Maybe you won't, but take a hard look, ask yourself those hard questions and then make adjustments as you see fit. Okay. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxic people detox. Dot com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.